I've tried a variety of different podcasting outlets. And the one thing that's always bothered me is the fact that I have to pay a monthly fee to do something that I love to do. And that's talk to the audience. But with Anchor, they make it simple and make it easy for you to do a podcast. Let me explain. First of all, and the most important thing right out of the shoot, it's free. F-R-E-E. Free. Wow. You can't beat free in this day of age. You can record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. So if you're sitting there and you have a thought, you're on the couch, you're in the bathroom, you're at work, just whip out your phone, download the Anchor app on your phone, hit the record button, you can be done, edit, and bam, you're set. It'll go to, if you have a Spotify account, Apple Podcast, and many, many more. And you know what the cool thing is? Another thing, cool thing, I know there's so many cool things here. You can make money from your podcast. It doesn't matter how many people listen, you can make money. For your one-stop shop, go to Anchor right now. Download the free, yes, once again, you keep hearing this word, everyone. Free, F-R-E-E, or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Stevie Milhausen back here, and before we even start today's podcast, I just want to apologize to everybody. I know it's been a few weeks, and after I promised we would be doing one every single week, but as that old saying goes, life unfortunately got in the way in my work at Sporting News and The Zone. It got a little hectic, and that was beyond my control, and that's my fault, and I sincerely apologize for that, but that will not happen again, and we start today, we have a special episode. It's a short one, but it's a cool one with... And I'm jealous that he even say this, but the one and only Mario Lopez. Yes, I said Mario Lopez. Mario Mario was kind of uh, takes some time out of his busy schedule to to chat with me about his a podcast he's been doing for a while, but now it's turned into video on ESPN Plus with reporter Steve Kim, the three knockdown rule. So. That podcast airs on ESPN Plus. They did like a pretty cool preview of Wilder Fury 2, which features, yes, Deontay Wilder, Tyson Fury 2 for the WBC and Lineal Heavyweight Championship of the World on Saturday night from the MGM Grand Garden Arena out in Las Vegas. And, you know, that fight is happening. It's the biggest fight so far in 2020. And you got Mikey Garcia, Jesse Vargas next week. And then you got AEW Revolution. And you got UFC 248. It is a great time to be a combat sports fan. So definitely keep that in mind as you're thinking about the next few weeks. But it all, but it's the big fun starts tomorrow night. Wilder Fury. You look at the fight and it's so amazing. And I don't want to, I'm not going to give my pick away, but just the matter of 
the fact that you have the two best heavyweights in the world meeting again. You know, and you get lucky that they fight once, but the fact is they're going to meet again. And I think that's a testament to both guys because they both guys wanted to fight. And you look in this day and age of boxing politics, it doesn't always work out that way. One guy doesn't want to cross the street when the other guy does, or the promoters can't can't get along. At the end of the day, it comes down to the fighters. The fighters don't work for the promoters. The promoters work for, and the managers and the advisors work for the fighters. That's why I give Deontay Wilder and Tyson Fury a lot of props. Because you get too many guys in this, guys and girls in this sport to where, oh, ask my manager, ask my advisor. No, you are the boss. At the end of the day, everything runs through you. You determine your own destiny, not anybody else. If you want to go fight A and you want and B wants to fight you, then make it happen. Don't worry about all the outside noise. And I think that's too much of a problem in boxing. And we all know it. Politics get involved. No one knows how to stay out of the way. Let the fighters do their thing. And Deontay Wilder and Tyson Fury are going to do their thing tomorrow night at the MGM Grand Garden Arena out in Las Vegas, Nevada. And we will get into all that. I'm going to do an odds piece really quickly here in a little bit after we do this one. And that will be out tomorrow morning. So we'll definitely get locked in. Locked and loaded on that one. So they'll be out first thing tomorrow on Saturday morning. So, But you'll be listening to this in a little bit. I know it's a little bit later on Friday, but you know what? A little Friday afternoon driving on your way home. You're stuck in traffic. Or you're sitting at home tonight. You're getting ready for the big fight. Or you're just a, mar- a Saved by the Bell fan like I am, which, man, it's coming back. That's awesome. And I love the fact that Mario Lopez is going to join me as he was in the car driving to pick up his son from jiu-jitsu class. So I thought that was really great for Mario to take up some time in his busy schedule doing being a part of the Save by the Bell reboot on the Peacock uh, streaming service for NBC that's coming out soon. He's got his own Netflix show. He's on Access Hollywood. He's on Extra. He's got his own uh, radio show. He's doing the podcast, Three Knockdown Rule, uh, for ESPN+. Plus. So... Mario Lopez is all over the place, but we talk about that a little bit, talk about how he balances his family schedule, because you got to look at, I think my life is hectic with two children, a wife, working for Sporting News in zone, and you know, it's like, man, it's all, I think what I have is a lot, but you try to juggle all of that, I think that is downright amazing, and the fact that he takes, even though he's busy, he still has time to go and be, he's really involved in his kids' activities, which I think is absolutely amazing because you don't get that type of parenting in this day of age. And But that's a whole different other conversation. But I thought that was really cool we talked about that. We talk a lot about the fight. We break down the fight, how he, the keys to the fight for him being at the first fight because a lot of people don't know he was at the first fight as well. He was up close and personal. So I want, I got his thoughts on that and who he's picking for the fight, and a whole lot more. Don't forget, though, before we get to Mario Lopez, subscribe, Spotify, Google Play, and all those cool platforms. Give me a five-star review. Let's shoot up in the rankings because we got a lot of cool stuff coming up. So I want to make sure you guys continue to get this cool stuff for free and a whole lot more. Please do it. Google, Spotify, I couldn't even tell you. I don't know what what iTunes and Stitcher's problem is. We we're, I'm working on it. And they're giving me a hard time, so we'll we'll rectify that situation and a whole lot more. And before we go to Mario Lopez, don't forget next week we got a lot of cool stuff. We, and we're busting out just not just one, not just two, not just three, not just four, 
five podcasts next week. So it's going to be absolutely amazing. And I'm definitely looking forward to that and a whole lot more. Right now, here is the great Mario Lopez. With this, and what I wanted to ask you even before we start, Mario, is how do you balance having a family, a radio show, and doing all your other TV gigs and still have some type of life? Well, I feel very blessed to be as busy as I am professionally. Well, blessed for that matter, just personally with a very understanding wife that knows I have a crazy, fluid schedule, you know, and three kids. Um, I, I, I just squeeze a lot in when I go 100 miles an hour between my nationally syndicated radio show and my countdown show, and then I've got three NBC shows, Access Daily, Access Hollywood, and All Access. And then I've got my Netflix show, Expanding Universe of Ashley Garcia, that I produce and I'm in, and also the new Saved by the Bell that I'm producing and that I'm in. Um, not to mention the podcast. In the podcast, Three Knockdown Rule, I do because it's fun. I love it. I'm passionate about it. And um, I'd be talking about fights uh, regardless if I had the platform. So it's just action-packed, but um, I'm able to squeeze it all in and still be dad. I'm on my way to uh, get my kid from jiu-jitsu right now. You know, and the three knockdown rule with Steve, Steve Kim, a fantastic podcast. And for the big news of people that don't know, it's now on ESPN+. Plus. You can see it on video. You can see Mario. You can see Steve. And how does it feel now to see the formation of the podcast just being not now just on audio but also on video? It's great. I'm very um, excited about it. And, and I love being part of the ESPN family. And I'm looking forward to hopefully doing a, a lot more. And, and um, um, you know, I'll be getting good reactions. So uh, hopefully we'll keep doing it. Before we continue – I promised my wife I would ask you this question, and she wants me to ask you, how do you look the same from the Saved by the Bell years to right now? That's very sweet. Please tell her thank you. <laughs> I definitely uh, will. I mean, I, I, just, I guess kind of lucky. Tequila tends to preserve <laughs> me, like my embalming fluid, I guess. <laughs> now, 1800 or Patron, if you had to pick? I have my own tequila, Casa Mexico tequila. That coincidentally, my partner is Oscar De La Hoya. Now, see, I'm going to get, A, I did not know that, and that is my fault. And B, the next time I talk to Oscar, I'm going to have to get on him about that because he did not tell me that when we talked about a month ago. Yeah, we're partners in that, and we got a trip to Mexico coming up in a couple weeks. Man, I'm, now I'm going to have to go buy this tequila now, Mario. I'm going to have to go. <laughs> You're going to have to check it out, man. Now, I saw that you were at the first Wilder Fury fight, and when you were, you know, when you're watching the fight and the fight becomes split draw, what was your initial reaction? You know, it's funny because at first I had thought that Fury actually did enough, but mathematically with the two knockdowns, I I wasn't uh, opposed to the draw when it was all uh, said and done. But had he stayed upright in that 12th round, then um, he obviously would have got, uh, got away with a clear uh, victory, and I'm excited uh, uh, for this weekend. Now, you know, to the fans, it was like, oh, man, another draw. You know, now we're going to get this fight not to happen. And it seemed like the fight was going to be made last year. Tyson went the route of signing with Bob Arum, you know, in a co-promotional deal and, you know, aligned with ESPN. And when all of that happened, did you think – we were any closer to a rematch or did you think 
man, this is going to be another one to where the boxing fans aren't going to get what they want to see. Well, I, I'm, I, I'm always optimistic. I'm the eternal optimist. And I thought, especially with heavyweights, we've seen before with Tyson and Lewis, and um, they've been able to make it happen. And uh, this is, uh, I would say, in recent memory, probably the most anticipated heavyweight matchup uh, with two guys who were undefeated in their prime, and, and the first fight was exciting. So, um, And it, you didn't let it over-marinate, so I think the, the timing's perfect. How long have you been a boxing fan for? Because people, that really flies under the radar to a lot of people. Oh, I grew up a fight fan. My dad and I watched fights. My grandfather, you know, our kids do that. Ball games with their parents, I was watching fights, and so I loved it. It's part of the culture, too, so um, yeah. I get in there myself, so it's a lot of fun. And you got a dog named after Julio Cesar Chavez. Yes, and I'm picking up another one this weekend, and he's going to be named after Oscar. I actually had another one. I got three dogs. Okay. I got a female dog named Juanita Manuela Marquez Lopez. Ooh. So uh, I name all my dogs after fighters. God, I love it. See, I name my dogs after baseball players because I'm based out of Chicago, and I have I have Paul Canerco, and then I t- then my oldest dog is named after the old Comiskey Park. We call him Comiskey. So I'm gonna maybe now have to go the route of fighters. I I'm, I really like that because I tried Rampage. I tried Rampage Jackson once, Mario. And my wife looked at me and she said no and named him Comiskey. So. I'm going to have to convince her now. But, you know, when okay. you, you look, what is going to be, when you get to Saturday night, what do you think is going to be the biggest key to the fight? I think Fury's activity and punch output, his feints, his foot movement, um, the way he was able to riddle uh, Wilder, I think will be key. Um, him defensively being... Um, a little more aware of not staying right in front of him and tying him up when he needs to. And Wilder needs to set up his punches, I think, a little bit better and uh, be a little more active with that jab to set up that big right hand. Do you believe Tyson Fury when he says, I'm going to go right at Deontay Wilder and I'm going to force the fight? No. I think he's trying to get under his skin. And I think Wilder, he's trying to bait him to Wilder to uh, attack him and get be a little reckless. And he'll uh, try to counterpunch with some sneaky right hands. Now, that, wor- that method worked for Tyson Fury to a point in the first fight. Do you think Deontay's smart enough to avoid it again, or do you think once you get into the fight and Tyson tries it again, Deontay's going to bite? I think Deontay has gotten better every fight. I think he's got the most momentum going into this fight, and I think he's got the most dangerous punch in the sport with that right hand. So, um, it's a very, I, it's a pick em fight. It's a very uh, tough fight to call. Because I'm writing an odds piece right before I called you, and it is a pick as of right now. And, you know, you look at, and I asked Andre Ward this question, and I want to ask you the same question, because you talked about Deontay's right hand. What if Deontay Wilder can't land that right hand? Can he box his way to victory? No, not against Tyson Fury, because Tyson Fury, even though he looks like a bag of milk, can box his ass off. <laughs> and he, and he uh, is a very, very skilled guy. Wilder, and he's won me over... Yeah, he still has very amateur tendencies, but his intent in that fast twitch muscle, um, uh, the explosiveness uh, seems to bail him out every time. You know, it's a one-trick pony. It's a damn good trick, though. (laughs) (laughs) Does that surprise you because of his amateur? You know, you can say what you want about the amateurs. The fact he went to the Olympics and won a bronze medal does mean something. 
But does it surprise you, though, coming off of that, that he hasn't evolved more as a boxer? I think when you're that uh, gifted with power and size, you're able to get away with a lot more. But um, like I said, I feel he has made some improvement, but Fury is the more natural boxer, and, uh, and, and I think that showed in the first fight. And a couple more questions, Mario, and thank you so much for taking some time out today. It's really appreciated. And if you, what is the, the key to Tyson Fury, the victory? Is it using using his feints? Is it using just his jab, his footwork? What is the biggest key in your mind for Tyson Fury to get a victory? All of the above, but I think the key is to try to back Wilder up. Because we haven't seen Wilder fight going backwards. And he's a big guy, Fury. And you don't want that momentum coming forward from Wilder. And that's when he can unleash that big right hand. You have, you, you, you get him on his heels a little bit. I think that'll be, uh, uh, to his advantage, it'd be a, a big key to his victory. You know, the, this fight has been proclaimed as the two best heavyweights in the world, even though Anthony Joshua has three-fourths of the heavyweight titles. Is the winner of this fight the best heavyweight in the world in your mind? Yes, absolutely. If Joshua didn't get knocked out in such dramatic fashion, dropped three or four times against Ruiz, yeah. and even when he beat Ruiz, it was a very timid, defensive-minded performance. Um, the best heavyweight in the world is uh, the two best are fighting on Saturday night. Do you think, because there is a tr- there is a trilogy that can be on the horizon later in the year for both guys. Say they do the trilogy, do you think... It- at some point next year, there will be an undisputed heavyweight champion. I'd like to think so. I mean, and I'd like to, I, I, the only way I'd like to see a trilogy is if it's another close fight or it ends in some controversy. We have decisive wear, then I don't want to see it. I want to see him fight Joshua. So I hope that's the case. Are you going to the fight? Um, that's the plan. I'm going to see if they're on Monkey Ranch at work. <laughs> I hear you on that one. And let's get a prediction, Mario. Who wins and why? You know, I'm going to go Fury. I think the first night he was coming off of a long layoff and he only had two um, bouts under his uh, uh, his uh, belt and, and he had to lose a lot of weight. I think he's going to be very well prepared. Um, he's obviously aware of that right hand of the damage he can do. I'm a little concerned about the trainer um, change this last minute. But at the same time, I... Um, I, 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 you know, I, I, <laughs> Wilder goes out there and catches him in the first couple of rounds. I'm not going to be surprised by that either. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's a very, very 50 50 fight. Mario, how can the fans find all of your stuff and your social media and all that cool stuff? They can find it. Just go to, oh, me, it's at, at Mario Lopez. Mario, thank you so much for the time today. It's really appreciated. The best of luck with everything. Hopefully, we can do this again soon. Thank you. You got it. All right. Thank you. Nice time. You too. Bye.